Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hello. Ministry Mondays with Meg. I'm Meg. Um, I am Reverend Meg Biddle. I am the National Coordinator of Ministry Life um, at the American Baptist Home Mission Societies and King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. And joining me today is my friend and colleague, Reverend Jason Mack, who is pastor of Underwood Memorial Baptist Church in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Got it. Got it. All right. Trying everything. Bonus points for me. Um, so, Jason, uh, one, thank you so much for doing this. Um, my my Monday shenanigans. And um, for those people who don't know you, why don't you tell them who you are? Sir, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, yeah Reverend Jason Mack. I am pastor of Underwood. Memorial Baptist Church in Wauwatosa, like Meg said. Um, I have been at Underwood for about two years, a little over two years. Uh, before that, I was associate at First Baptist in Madison, Wisconsin, where I still currently live in Madison with my wife, uh, Tara, and my, my kiddo, Ethan, um, who's uh, going on 15 and a half, uh, which means driver's ed and about to start getting out in the car, which is both scary and exhilarating. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm originally from Seattle, Washington, spent some time in Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Las Vegas, and uh, now it's possible. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize you were all those places. Um, yeah, yeah, so we, we will pray for you as you do the driver's ed thing because... Yeah. Mm, my Lord, my husband. <laughs> My husband did the drivers. I I just can't. I'm like I'm one of those people looking for the you know what handles in the car. Um, <laughs> I just yeah. nope. Let's see how it goes. I oh, oh Lord and and, and 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 they can drive just fine, fine. They're yeah. but I don't know. It's that control thing. Anyway, um, so you said two. You've been there two years and. I had remembered yeah. hearing your story in more than one place um, about being called in the middle of COVID and then like yeah. not meeting your whole entire congregation or something like that until you were like a year in or something like that. Is that right? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Um, so I met the search team a couple of times and did my, um, I don't remember what you call it, uh, pulpit open pulpit yeah that's not right yeah um <clears throat> both of those happened for COVID, so i got to meet you know half a dozen folks um and they're really kind of the heart of the church in a lot of ways um so they they represented a good sort of feel for what the church is to the churches um but then yeah then they wanted me to come and and preach you know for the congregation and meet the congregation and we scheduled that and then about a month before that COVID hit. Um, so we did it anyway, we did it on Zoom. And um, so we, I, we did the service on Zoom and then they had a congregational meeting on Zoom and then they called me. Um, and then my first uh, year or so um, was on Zoom and then we transitioned to the in-person. Um, yeah, so it, you know, it wasn't actually a terrible way to start a ministry really um, in that 
I spent that first year in just a lot of one-on-one -on -one meetings um, with folks on Zoom and got to know people. There wasn't a lot of expectations. You know, I couldn't like start a new ministry or I couldn't, you know, there was a, a lot of stuff I could do. Um, so in that way, it was, it was kind of a, you know, a, a nice on-ramp. Um, but there were challenges too, especially as we started transition back and the timing of that and different people's different ideas about how that should be all be timed. Um, that was kind of tense. Um, and then when, you know, other conflicts did arise over just, you know, different visions or different expectations, not having had that time with folks, you know, in person, I think kind of, it just, it, it um, stunted the relationship growth a little bit. So, you know, it's had, it's had some challenges too, but I think we've mostly worked our way through all that stuff. Well, that's good. Yeah, I imagine that would be hard. I mean, growing relationships when you can only do it like this um virtually i mean yeah mm -hmm. i mean yeah sure it's good for like initial get to know you stuff but it wasn't like you know there's no coffee hour there's no chatting there's no you know so so i didn't really get to see how people interacted with each other and get any of those i started to get to learn any of those dynamics and yeah. then there was just not you know every conversation was like intentional which is good to have intentional conversations but it's also good to have unintentional conversations if that makes sense right like that's yes, part of really just to have the like you know how was your weekend you know what what happened at the packers game or whatever those kinds of meaningless conversations also build i think a lot of connection, connection oh yeah they do yeah 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 i agree um, to have those yeah um so now that you're moving back into what mostly everything at the building or kind of what happened yeah 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 we're no we're completely um back um we did they did create a good sort of online worship experience um you know so that that's still active um and people partake in that and adult sunday school people uh, a couple people partake in that online but basically every well and our like yeah, it's funny. I guess we are sort of hybrid now. Yeah. Um, like our leadership meetings continue to be online, um, which I, I actually wish they weren't to be, to be honest, but that's, you know, what everyone prefers, which I understand it's definitely easier. Um, but again, the, the, I, you know, I heard somebody say like online, you, you don't build trust in the same way that you do in person. Mm -hmm. And so having the, the time to kind of connect in person, as a team, I, I, I don't know. I think it's more valuable than people do it kind of thing. Yeah, I I get that. I mean, having done the pastor thing, you know, um, how it kind of seems like, hmm, if we did all this online, maybe that would cut out some of this other stuff. But two, all that, you're right, you miss all that other stuff. Um, yeah. All those other... Yeah, and they've all known each other for right and they've all known each other for years so for them it doesn't feel necessary i think um but for me it, it does and so we've yeah. kind of now we're at like quarterly we do our meetings in person um okay. sometimes but it's not as consistent as i have to be but it's you know it's a work in progress yeah. um so pastor dad husband Oh, and I'm in school. Yeah, I'm getting my doctorate at Central. So that was the other yeah. 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 So what you want to do? You want to talk about? Are you at the point where you're allowed to? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm, like Mission Impossible. I'm, you know, 
secret mission kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, when I when I first start, even in the search process at Underwood, um, they right away started talking about wanting to use their building and property in new ways, um, both to try to serve the community better and to help their financial, you know, bottom line. Um, and so that intrigued me, and I think that I think that's an interesting challenge. And so um, we started a process, uh, a year-long process with an organization called Rooted Good, um, uh, kind of really thinking about that intentionally and, and trying to be creative and open-minded about what we could do with the building property. And so that sort of just timed out with my, um, you know, needing to write this this research paper for my doctorate. And so I decided to study that. And so. Um, I'm studying five different congregations all in the Wisconsin area, Madison, Milwaukee area that are all in the same process, um, having, talking about what are they going to do with their building and property, what are creative solutions, um, whether it be rentals, whether it be new development, whether it be selling, whether it be creating a coffee shop, you know, all these different kind of options. Um, and so um, I'm researching those and then I'm using um, the idea from like the business world of design thinking, you know, how designers think to create new ideas and new solutions, trying to apply that process and that mindset of design thinking as a lens towards this, this issue of um, building a property in the church. And what, what's been exciting about it to me is that I'm realizing that it is a national, probably international too, but it is a national phenomenon. Like there are just thousands and thousands of churches across the country that are you know, that are in buildings that that were built in the 50s and 60s when everyone was going to church and they sit 500 people and now they have 30, 50, 100 people in the congregation and they can still be really thriving congregations, but they're in this building that doesn't fit them anymore and they want to be stewards with that. And, you know, selling sometimes is an option, but I think there are much more creative options um, available to us than just selling to the highest bidder. I think there are much more more kingdom oriented options available to us than just selling to the highest bidder. So um, I really hope that that we, at least in the ABC, um, can start to have a more broader national conversation about best practices and about you know um, just things to be thinking about, questions to be asking, resources, and et cetera, about the uh, that that issue that's you know facing a ton of churches. I mean, yeah, and. I think it's um, great for congregations that are able to think that way, but you know, not all are are willing to even go there. Some are just so married to the building itself that you know to even suggest that you use that property or uh, sell the property. Yeah, uh, you know, God right. forbid. It, it, like uh, what was it, Melissa Newberry, um, who? they sold the the building where she was at and you know people were like you're selling the church but no we're not selling the church the right. building the church is the people you know um yeah yeah absolutely i mean i think that's one of the challenges but even in that scenario you know like um why not use the space you're not using you know i've heard of churches like partnering with the local ymca right and so then they have an after school program that they didn't have before and and you know just like just looking at the space as a resource for the community um, that that can also, you know, if it brings in $2,000 a month, like what church couldn't use an extra 25 grand a year, right? So, right. Um, 
there are less and greater, you know, dramatic solutions out there that are, that are available. And, and what happens is, is if, if congregations don't start thinking creatively while they still have some life, then that's when they just get to the point where they die, they sell the building, somebody builds million dollar condos, and it doesn't bless, well, anyone really, other right. than the you know, developer. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And often they do really good things with that money, which is cool. Like you know, they give it to to, to great organizations, and that you know, and God bless that. But um, I, I just want I want people to make that choice intentionally, not because they ran out of options, right? Like I want I want I want churches to start thinking about that before that's the only last option. Really. So has your own congregation gotten there yet? You know, as as far yeah, as yeah, well. Right. That's what we're talking about. Um, there's a small group of us that are really focused on it. And then I've been preaching about it and talking about it um, really the last couple of months pretty explicitly. Um, and we'll see, you know, they might very well decide that they don't want to do do anything or they might decide that they want to do something really dramatic or they might, you know, most likely want to decide some, some path in the middle of those two options and we'll have to navigate that together. I love the idea, you know, uh, of us being good stewards of of what we have been blessed with, you know, and yeah, I, I get it, you know, that this building has been essential to so many people, married, buried, you know, all those things. And, and, and we're not negating the history, but you know, what else can we do with, how can, how can we be a blessing to the community that we serve with, you know? Um, yeah. Right. And so how do we make this like, how do we make these conversations just another part of that? Right. Like, so yeah. yet the building has blessed you in all these ways. How can it continue to be a blessing in new ways? You know, yeah. um, and but it but again, it means letting go. Right. It means you might not get to be buried here. It means or if you are, you know, the sanctuary might look different because now it's a multi-use community space or, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I heard of a church that turned their sanctuary into an indoor playground for the, the kids in the area, right? Like, how cool is that? That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I know. And then they still have church, right? They're, you know, they probably have a little chapel or something somewhere else, which, which is plenty big enough for them for their congregation. Yeah. So oh, lots yeah. Of, lots of cool stuff. That, yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah. What a, what a use of, tremendous use of, use of exactly. space. Yeah. And yeah. if we could just be people that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well done. Um, well, I'm. I look forward, you know, to seeing what happens as a result of your of your project. Hopefully, it helps yeah. move some of those conversations um, forward. I mean, I know Sarah Strasslakegi. You know, her church is in process of of working on something, and we've got um, Ben Wakefield in Indianapolis and their tiny house um, project. Right. Um, I, I just think those are just some amazing, amazing things that, you know, years ago, people wouldn't have even been remotely willing to have those conversations. Um, yeah. And maybe if the pandemic did anything, maybe, maybe that's yeah. part of what it's done. Yeah, right. Like, it, that's a good example. Like, you know, Underwood was just as strong online during the pandemic as we are in person now as far as like attendance and participation right so that just kind of opens your mind to what's possible yeah but it requires having the open mind right. thing um so um 
you guys are are active in in your community and things like that, right? Um, I I was I googled the church. Um, so like I found something about beer garden and brat fry or something like that. Am I in the right place? Is that your church? Uh, yeah. That yeah, yeah, like lots of fun. Yeah, it was great. We've done two big events this summer um, or summer fall. Yeah, one was we had a um, a beer garden and drop fest outside in our courtyard. We have this lovely courtyard in our property. We had a polka band um, that came and played. <clears throat> and kind of coincidentally, it worked out. We had a young man, um, senior in high school, heading off to college, just started coming to our church over the summer and then told me he wanted to be baptized. Like he's a brand new Christian. And this, you know, we're not a church that does a lot of adult baptism. And so we also had an adult baptism that same Sunday and his whole family came for that and came to the breakfast. Yeah. So that was really great. And then a couple of weeks ago, we had this fun event where one of our members um, just called a bunch of other sort of Baptists and Pentecostal and other churches throughout Milwaukee and said, you know, we want to have a music festival, bring your choir on Sunday at two. And like 10 gospel choirs showed up to our church and we had this like music festival. And then he cooked a, like three course meal afterwards for everybody. Yeah, it was just one guy. I mean, I helped him out as much as I could, but it was just his idea, pass more, and he just made it happen. Yeah, it was so much fun. That's awesome. I, this is one of those things. When he brought me the idea, I was like, that's never going to work. They're never going to want to come. You know, no one's going to. And it was just this great. And you get 10 yeah. choirs that show that in my head. I didn't say that to him, you know, obviously. Right. I just said it in my head. I was like, mm, I don't think that's going to work. Wait, go for it. And then he went for it, and it was fantastic. And now we want to do it every year. <laughs> oh yeah i mean how fun and i love that they're yeah, you know all sorts of denominations and 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 people of faith and hey let's all just yeah come and do a thing you know wow yeah, and then one one choir they you know their daughter maybe 10 or 11 came and she was like well i play the piano i was like all right go play the piano so right in the middle of the gospel fest this little girl played her little song on the piano and everyone hooped and hollered and cheered and you know praised jesus for her and she loved it yeah I see. Yeah. So the way the body of Christ should be, you know, I mean, exactly. That, yeah, exactly. that's fantastic. And yeah, I know that feeling of the, 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 that pastor feeling like, you know, in the back of your head, this is never going to work, but Hey, you know, and then look at it and then look at it. Um, just, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, but yeah, when I, when I Googled your church, I was like, oh my gosh, look at that. It brought beer. Yeah. How awesome. Yeah. They're, they're cool in that way. So what else is going on? Anything? Um, as far as the church goes, those are the big things. Yeah. These conversations about the space and then, um, you know, the, uh, the cool summer and fall. And, yeah. and you are, are almost finished with the demon um yeah it's due january 1st which is terrible timing and you know i've already warned my family that christmas break might you might not see a ton of me right. <laughs> on christmas break because i'll be finishing up right um, but yeah right i'll see you next year kind of okay. thing and mean it yeah exactly. yeah. yeah that is that is a rough that is a rough time for yeah, a to have that do wow hmm Mm -hmm. yeah. But I mean, you know, you have to have other dates. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so as you've 
served as in ministry and things like that is can you think of like one thing you wish you could have told your younger self you know like looking mm. yeah i mean the thing i i'm always wrestling with is um in what way to care about the outcomes right mm -hmm. and what is the nature of my caring about the outcomes because I have throughout my ministry, I started as a church planner. Um, so, you know, initiated a new church. Um, and in that scenario, I cared about everything, right? Because everything, nothing happened without me instigating it. And as trying to get something started, so I'd have a job and feed my family and all that, like every outcome, every potential thing that worked or didn't work was like the end of the world, of, you know, the beginning of the world. I don't know what the opposite of the end of the world is for me. And then as associate, you know, I had, I had little power, right. And I, you know, and, and had to kind of be like, all right, this is their church. I'm not lead. I can bring ideas, but, but I, you know, only can just sort of bring my ideas and do my work. It's up to them to sort of decide. And so I had to kind of change how much I cared about the outcome or the way in which I cared about the outcome. And now as a lead pastor of an established church, it's some kind of weird combination of the two, um, where you know i'm responsible i'm the lead pastor but I'll, but it's still their church and i have to like so with the future of the building right like that has to be their decision it cannot be my decision it wouldn't work like it, i could be like this is what we should do and they'd be like all right whatever we're not going to do that you know that's just baptist polity right they have the it is their church and yet i still care and i care about the direction they take and i i care about them and and wanting them to feel good about their church and wanting them to feel good about the decisions they make. Um, so I, I guess I don't quite have it <laughs> clear enough in my head yet that I'd be able to give good advice to myself when I started, but I don't know, I'm closer now. I'm closer to um, being able to just consider myself a partner with the church where I do my best to be a good partner and leader, but also understand that they that it's their church and they're going to kind of decide ultimately what happens to it. And I have to be okay with that. Be at peace with that. Yeah, I think, I think I heard an answer in there though, you know, of, of things mm. that, that, that you would, and may, and maybe you don't feel like it. I mean, you could go with that, the whole, those things that really seem like they matter, didn't matter, you know, as much as you thought they mm. did. But um, no, I, I hear in, it, I mean, just the ministry changes and it evolves and, and, and mm. your ownership of it um, is different in, in different parts of, of your ministry. I don't know that I would enjoy being the associate pastor because there I am stuck in the middle, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, um, but only having to preach once a month was kind of nice too. So, hmm. yeah, well, there is that. And yeah. yeah. So, um, no, I know it's a hard question and one I didn't I didn't prepare you for. So I just kind of like <laughs> wonder what he would say. Um Yeah. I had those moments. That's you know. the learning that I continue I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Something you should try to do Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that would be one of it one of those things that I would tell my younger self is, you know, the learning part of it is <laughs> you 
yeah, always. Every time always you think you have an answer, you don't. Yeah, never stop learning. Um, because mm -hmm. um, yeah. when you come to one conclusion and you're absolutely sure that that's the right way, it's probably there's probably more to it. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's all an adventure, and um, yeah. I think I took way too much of it to heart in the beginning, um, took myself way too mm -hmm. seriously, you know, anyway, but, um, right. so, you, know, you live, you learn and exactly. You know, yep. So, thing. yeah, thing. thanks. Exactly. And the world, world keeps changing whether we want it to or not. Um, yeah. so what comes next for you guys? As a congregation? Yeah. Or for you personally, whatever yeah, you that's yeah um yeah that's really up to the church and so it's you know kind of i think as a team um as leadership kind of coming up with some options and paths and then and then figuring out a way to really decide and being like what do we want to pursue do we want to pursue you know rentals do we want to pursue redevelopment do we want to pursue sales do we want to pursue buckling down and trying to really Make it work like it is now without any of those dramatic changes right all those all those paths are open and, and i can see a possible future for each of them though they have different uh percentages of success rates sure. in my mind you know um, right. probability for success um and i feel like i could help partner with them in any of those but 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 we do have to choose like it's not choosing is choosing right not choosing is just choosing to do the same thing and continuing to do that and we're pretty clear evidence that that's not going to work. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm going to be the person that tells them, you know, you got, you got, you got to make a choice here. You got to pick a path. Um, and we'll see how they respond. Well, I look forward to seeing how that, how that all goes. Um, and, yeah. and I think that you've got something great to share with the denomination um, and, and other denominations um, because, you know, it's, Obviously, it's not just the American Baptists that are having this issue. So, um, yeah, this is the reality. And I'm eager to talk to folks if people want to reach out and talk to me more about that. Um, especially, you know, if the church is going through that, I'd love to. Yeah. Okay. That's my yeah. website and my Twitter handle. Yep. Yep. Um, so, so you can reach out to me either way. Yeah. So for people who uh, might want to give Jason a, a buzz and and find out more about what's going on and um, about him helping you out there there you go your his website reverendjasonmack.com yep. and at j j michael mac okay right. um is your is your twitter um and you uh, are great at listening um as you sit there at space for grace and listen to many of us talk about our own doctoral dissertation stuff work um projects and guiding other people. So uh, grateful to you for that. Um, yeah, that was fun. It, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, I really enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really, I, I mean it. I mean, I do look forward to, to seeing like this all come together, to seeing you have a, a place, a, a conference, a, a whatever, a webinar, you know. Um, yeah. Where, where you get to go, this this is my study and 
this is what I have to share with you. This is my gift, you know, to you kind of thing. Yeah, thanks. I'd love to do that. And um, I have some dreams of trying to publish this thing once I'm all done. So we'll see. We'll see if I actually do the work in sales and trying to make that happen. So viewers, stay tuned. We'll um, yeah, exactly. see what kind of sh shenanigans we can get ourselves up to um, and and how we can, which is which is my favorite part of doing this is like going, hmm. here's somebody that I met and here's what I learned about what they're doing and what can we do with that? How can we help them? Uh, who can we put them? That's, that's why, that's why I love doing this is just giving people a place to talk about their ministries, their things, their whatevers. And, and it's always amazing to see what, what comes out of these conversations and, um, and, and who you can connect people with. Um, I, yeah, so. that's super important. I mean, if the church is going to figure out what it needs to be in the coming decades and century, like we're going to have to network and talk to each other to find that story because none of us can really do this on our own or figure it out on our own. So exactly. So viewers, uh, get a hold of, get a hold of Jason and, um, you, and he's a great listener. Um, so, uh, uh, and, and I'm sure he'd be willing to, to help you through the process too. Um, so as we kind of wrap this thing up then, the joy question, um, which is my favorite question of them all. Wait, but before I go there, just make sure, did I miss anything? Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, no, I think we covered everything that's interesting about me. Do you have a dog? Do you have a pet? I don't. I'm so sad about that. I'm allergic to oh, everything that has. Me too. And my kid would love, my kid would so love a pet. They'd be so great. I know. They're so loving and affectionate. I know. Um, yeah. So as soon as they move out of the house, I'm sure they will. Uh-huh. The, the struggle is real. I get it. I'm Everything, literally, grass, trees, weeds, you name it. Mm -hmm. Everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. All of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So sorry, kiddo. It's real. <laughs> Dad's not making it up. <laughs> there are other so, um, all right. So then now the joy question. So everything that you do, whether it be ministry, dad, bowling, what have you, what brings you joy? Um, well, my, my kid and my family, being with them, travel. I love to get out of the state um, and, and just see something new. I have discovered that I like to write, which is kind of a surprise to me. And so looking, hoping to find ways to do more of that in the future. Mm. But honestly, lately, it's been um, getting chances to hang out with colleagues, um, like outside of my immediate church context, but other folks just asking these questions and doing this work. Folks, you know, hanging out with you and Erica, Doug and Lauren, um, Maria and others, like this last, you know, whatever that was a couple months ago. Um, yeah, I, I maybe it's partly of the coming out of the pandemic, right, and not getting to do that for a good solid two years that I, I really hunger for it um, and, and really enjoy it when I when I do have the opportunity. Um, I have another group of folks that are interested in the design thinking part of my work and applying that to the church and that's like a burgeoning conversation that's happening and so we meet every every six or eight weeks or so and just have a conversation about design thinking in the church so that's been really cool so yeah thinking about the future um of the church and doing it with other people who are thinking about the future of the church i i, I could do that all day i just love it 
See, that's that's what I love is no two answers have been the same. Um, yeah. And, and then that question just like I don't know, it just shows people's heart, really. Um, and yeah. so design thinking is my next um, class for Dement. So. Um, oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. So I look I look forward to. Um, yeah, getting in there and and learning more myself. So. Um, I thank you for your time. Um, of course. And, you know, anyone who wants to join um, Underwood Memorial Baptist Church, um, be it online or be it in person, I'm, I'm sure they would love to have you. Um, so we have Reverend, uh, soon to be Dr. Uh, <laughs> Jason Mack. And um, yeah, oh, you'll be fine. Come on, um, you'll be fine, please. Um, I'm just gonna like have to make these. I one one day I'm gonna have to make an episode of just like updates with with people. Mm, yeah, that'd be fun. And on yeah, so we'll go. We'll put up Jason now, Doctor Jason. You know that kind of thing, just so people yeah, know because. They're gonna to want to know, and come on, you'll be fine. Um, I and I do look forward to reading um, that work and and seeing how we can help others um, who are going through the same thing. So, um, but most of all, I thank you for your time and your your ministry. So, um, thank you for for being a, a part of this craziness. You know. Yeah, it's been super fun. Thank you. Thanks for inviting no, me. No problem. And we thank everybody for for watching and you can catch us um, here on Facebook, ABHMS, Judson Press. You can catch us on YouTube um, Mondays at 11 a.m. So we thank everybody for watching. <laughs>